What's up, Lamb Fam? Welcome back to the Life After Miscarriage podcast, where we unapologetically chat the ins and outs of what life is actually like after miscarriage. I'm your host, Shelly Metling, and with four angel babies myself and one rainbow baby here on earth, I have created a platform for you guys to share your stories. So sit back, relax, get ready to relate, laugh, and cry as we get real on what life is actually like after miscarriage in the 21st century. Hello, everyone. We have Lindsay Weiner on the call today. I'm so excited to chat with her. Her and I have been Instagram friends for a while now. And we were just talking about how we kind of started our relationship. And it's pretty funny. We were both just like totally being creepy on each other and searching through hashtag miscarriage probably and like we all do. And that's how that's how we became friends. So I'm so excited, Lindsay, to have you on the episode today. I'm just going to throw it at you and start wherever you'd like. Sure. I'm so excited to be here and be a part of this. It, it means so much to me and especially that you and I have, you know, been in contact for so long. Like this is just, this is, I feel like this is where we're supposed to be. So yeah, it's really amazing. So, um, okay, I'll start. Um, my husband and I, we met um, in April 2014 um, on Tinder. So we are a Tinder success story. Um, we got married in May 2017. Um, on our honeymoon I like begged my husband to start trying because he knew going into marriage that I wanted a baby even before we got married and um he was like no we're not doing it and I was like okay fine we'd been married for like a week on our honeymoon and he was like no we're not doing it so when we came home from our honeymoon he was like all right let's try I was like what why didn't you just say that in the first place when I asked you a week ago so anyway on his terms So we started trying um, in June of 2017. So we tried um, from June to November. Now, between those months, (laughs) I was using about probably three different ovulation kits at a time because (laughs) it just didn't seem to be working. And I was at one point I was using different brands. And at one point I was using all the same brands. And in my... um, in this whole process, I actually called Clear Blue because I was like pissed at them. And I had a whole fight with them on the phone that I bought three different kits from the same CVS that were very expensive and all three said different things. I was like, how oh, really? I-? Yes. It was crazy. And that's when I started to think, like, is something off here? Like, what is going on? So we tried up until November, which for some people that's a long time. Some people it's not. But I was ready to start this journey, and I really wanted to have a child. So we went to a fertility specialist, and we did the whole workup. My husband did everything. I did everything. I got the HSG testing, and they found some, like, weird-looking shadow sitting on the top of my uterus. And the doctor was like, I don't like that. I was like, okay. So the next day I had to go back and I had to get the SIS test. And it was totally fine. He said, I have a very abnormal shaped uterus. Well, I was like, well, that's not something everyone wants to hear, but okay. And he said, it's not a problem. You could easily get pregnant with it. And I said, okay, fine. So he said that with my cycle, I was having like 42-day cycles. And he said, I'm ovulating so late in my cycle that there's a really good chance that I'm going to have a very hard time getting pregnant. I was like, okay, here's some answers. Here we go. So he, this um, was in December now. 
of 2017 and he was like, let's start fresh in January. Come back to me a few days after you get your period. We're going to start you on Clomid. It will help boost your ovulation. And I was like, great, we have a plan. I'm so excited. So it came Christmas time and I I was still tracking because I I was just crazy. We all are. Yeah. And um, (laughs) I finally, for the first time ever, I had three different ovulation kits all say yes on the same day, which was Christmas Day. And I was like, oh my God. I'm like, we have to get, we have to do this. My husband's like, no, we have to leave. Like, we got to go to my dad's. I'm like, no, we're get on the bed. We're doing this right now. Get on the bed. (laughs) get on the bed do it let's do it and obviously everything was so mechanical for so many months because you know it's you take the fun out of it unfortunately for sure so anyway so we did it and I was like okay I'm like maybe this is good maybe this is a sign and I was like I'm just gonna relax I'm just gonna have fun I'm gonna drink so I drink on Christmas and I drink my face off on New Year's and we just had like a great two weeks and I didn't even think about it and I was supposed to go back to the fertility specialist on January 8th on January 7th I was like I did not get my period and I didn't even think about it which was bizarre for me because I was tracking so much my basal body and this and that and like my eyeballs like I couldn't track any more things so um I was like that's weird and I was like no it can't be so anyway so I went to the grocery store we had to get food my husband went out to play golf so I'm in the grocery store and I'm walking around and I was like I really want like grilled cheese and tomato soup and I was like no 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 I really want like chili and cornbread I'm like I don't even like either of those things. Why do I want them? And I was like, this is just, I'm like, it's in my head. It's just in my head. So I was like, let me just buy a test. I had none at home, which was very unlike me as well. And I've never bought a test in a grocery store either. I've only bought them at CVS and Walgreens with coupons because that's just how I roll. (laughs) So I go to find them and they're in the aisle where the eggs are. Like across, yes, they're like across from the eggs and the milk. And I'm like, that is the most bizarre place to have pregnancy tests. But I'm like, okay, I'm going to take it. So I bring it home and I'm alone. And all my pregnancy tests, I have always taken around my husband. Um, And I'm like, I look in the mirror. I was like, okay, this is what it is. If it it is, yes, amazing. If it's not, we're going to, we have a plan. So I took the test and it set the timer and it came back pregnant. I didn't get the cheap, you know, two lines. Is it, a, is it pregnant? Is it not? I was like, I want to know. So it said pregnant and I lost it. I'm hysterical crying. I'm saving my pee. I mean, like, I'm just like, not, I am losing it. And I, I, I'm alone. And I called my husband and I'm hysterical crying. He thought I had burned the house down. And he he's like, what, what? And I'm like, I'm pregnant. And we're both crying on the phone. And he was like, I'm going to rush home. And I was like, okay, come home. So, you know, we did the whole thing. We did the onesies for our parents. And we did the pacifier in the box. And, and, and we had a great time with it. And um, it was amazing. 
So we went back to the fertility doctor to get checked. My HCG levels were rising. I was like doing beautifully. The six-week scan, there was a heartbeat. The eight-week scan, even a better heartbeat. And my HCG levels were just rising. And on my eighth, uh, on my eight-week appointment, he's like, okay, come back for 10 weeks. And I was like, okay, that sounds good. And anyone I've ever talked to, they never have a six, eight, 10, 12, like no one ever sees you that often. But the doctor was just like, so nice. And so I was like, okay, so um, right before my 10 week appointment, the day before I was at work, and I went to the bathroom. And I had what I could only explain less than the size of a pea of blood on the tissue and I said oh shit this is not okay I mean and I'm talking small and so I called the doctor and they were like it's probably just normal like that happens you're stretching and this and that and I was like I don't feel right something is wrong and they're like you're just you're new you're gonna be a new mom just go take off work, put your feet up, have some water. I said, no. I said, I have to come in. Something is wrong. And they said, okay, come in. So I called my husband. He met me there. And magic wand comes out. And there's no heartbeat. And I lost it. I couldn't believe it. You know, you just hear so many stories of, everybody else it's never you know you so um I just I cried for probably about 45 minutes in the doctor's office um I ended up having to leave my car there my parents had to go pick it up for me because I couldn't drive um and uh while we were there the doctor said that he can't um he wants to do a dnc he didn't want me to take medicine he wants to test the baby And he could not do my surgery for four days. And that was probably the hardest four days I've ever had in my entire life. Um, I say I I lost a piece of my heart. And I will never get that piece back. Um, Just, you know, knowing and waiting that there was a baby with and I saw the heartbeat. And then that baby's in me with no heartbeat. I just like couldn't wrap my thoughts around it. Um... My husband, he had to help me shower, and it was just I, – I, I couldn't move. Um, one of the hardest parts about that whole process, um, I took about a week and a half off work, um, and it was the, the Parkland um, shooting uh, the same day. So I lost the baby the same day of the shooting. So um, the whole time that I was off of work, uh, everything what on was the news uh, the day before Valentine's Day. It was uh, February 14th okay. or day of, yeah, day before Valentine's Day, February 14th. Did I, do you remember, did we discuss, did I have one right at that same time? I'd have to look. I, I'm, I'm sure. It's, it's bad that I don't remember, but like I, I remember my first so vividly and then like the other ones I just kind of. Date wise, I, d- I didn't pay attention, but I I think I, I messaged you and I because I think you had said that you had lost your second. I think I messaged you and I said like my heart is with you or something. Because I I'd have to look back. I too, it's really weird that you brought up the shooting 
thing because that's something that's very heavy on my mind because that happened multiple times around my miscarriages. It's crazy. I don't I don't want to like interrupt you. Go on. No. I kind of want to hear what your thoughts are with that. No, no, no. So um, you're not interrupting me at all. <laughs> so I had a really hard time with that because um, I was sad, but these these parents on television were had just lost their children. That and was my was thoughts like, too. How am I allowed to be like how can I be sad when like I lost, you know, just a baby that was just a few weeks, you know, in its growth and not like my 17 year old child who had, you know, like I was like beating myself up that I, I wasn't allowed to be sad because it wasn't fair. Um, so that was I, really hard on me. I have never <sighs> talked to anybody who had, that same experience that's yeah. really really weird because I went through it, that exact how same hard thing. is it on your mind like uh, it's just mm-hmm. like you I don't even know how to explain it it's just and at such the a- same time it was kind of like a like I felt that way too like gosh I don't have a right to be you know what I mean right but exactly at the same time it, it kind of was an eye-opening experience in the sense of like like, life could be worse. Like, I don't know. It was really weird. Oh, like, literally okay. what you just said is, like, what I was just trying to say and couldn't say it. Yeah. Exactly. To the T. Um, and then, like, for the, the – we had to wait two weeks to get the results of the baby. And I just let everything – every thought that went through my mind was it was me. I took too hot of a shower. I worked out too hard. I ate something. I drank I drank too much on New Year's. Like every thought that passed through my mind, it was me. I did it. And I was like, I did something to this baby. And that's why this baby is no longer here. Um, and so, you know, waiting for those two weeks was tough. But um, we went back to the fertility doctor and we got the results, and um, it was a boy. So um, that was hard, too, because I had always imagined being a boy mom, um, and I always imagined having a boy first. Um, and we found out that he had Down syndrome. So um, they don't know what um, trice- – they don't know how extensive it would have been, um, but we knew that he was not healthy. Um So kind of, you know, the fertility specialist could only say so much, but he said, you know, nature took its course and um, this baby was, may have not been healthy. So um, he said as much. answers like that? Did that like give you closure at all? Yes. And I swear, I swear like, and I'm not like a whole like believer in God, but I swear like God knew that I would I would ne- like never come back from this if I didn't have an answer. Like, I just. <laughs> I'm I, so happy that you got that. Yeah. And so I know some people don't get answers. And my best friend, um, she had four miscarriages. She's on her fifth rainbow baby right now. She's 27 weeks and she never got one answer ever. So that, that's hard. Mm-hmm. Um, so. Having that answer was, I was able to, you know, 
to to move forward um in a in a positive way um it was hard for me cuz i was like i'm 30 i'm like how did that happen and um you know cuz it's not common in a in a young you know woman's age is what they say who knows you know every i, I can't read any more about it but they say it's not common and the doctor said it was a fluke i was like well that okay mark it up to a fluke then okay so he told me that he wouldn't he would not let us try um for a full cycle and I lost Uh, when somebody tells you that you can't try to get pregnant when all you're doing is trying to get pregnant like the claws come out (laughs) and I was so upset and I was like I don't want to wait and he said, you have to let your body heal. You just had a surgery, one cycle, and then you could try again. And I was like, fine. <laughs> you know, like, what are you going to say? And my husband was there, so it's not like I could have talked him into it, you know. <laughs> so he's like, I'm going to listen to what the doctor has to say. So I knew my cycle, like, to the T. And when the doctor said, we can't try for this month, we can try next month, I calculated it down and I, and I realized that my husband was going to be on a bachelor trip the weekend I was going to ovulate. And my husband was like, you're nuts. Like, what is wrong with you? He's like, this is two months out. He's like, how do you know that this is going to happen when I am away for three days? I said, I swear to you, I am going to ovulate when you are gone and we're going to miss it. And he was like, not a chance. So we didn't talk about it for like weeks because I couldn't even try anyway. And lo and behold, here comes the week of him leaving for the bachelor party. I'm tracking. And I said to him, I'm going to ovulate when you're gone. And I'm like, we're going to miss it. And I am in the kitchen. I am crying. My, I am, I'm like literally hysterical crying. And I said, you're leaving and we're going to miss this opportunity. And this is our chance. And he has been, he was looking forward to this bachelor party for a very long time because we had went through almost a year of trying and getting pregnant and losing. And he needed a vacation terribly. He just, he he deserved it and I was like you can go but you literally have to come back in 48 hours and he's like you're crazy I'm not doing that I was like I'm gonna ovulate and guess who changed their flight <laughs> so <laughs> oh my gosh I'm dying he ended over up here. changing his flight and he only went for 48 hours and which in the end, he told me he was actually glad he was able to go home because he was exhausted from partying. Okay, fine. So I win. And so I was thinking to myself, like, this has been such a whirlwind. And it was almost coming up to our one year wedding anniversary. This was April. Um, and May was our wedding anniversary. And I was like, I can't, he can't come home from this trip. And I just bring him home. And we just like, do it. And like, that's it. You know, I'm like, we, we, I gotta like do something. Um, just cause we were so stressed over everything and sad. And like, the part of it was the home was sad. Our, our, we moved into a brand new home. 
um, we built it from the ground up and there was just like so much sadness in the home. And I didn't want him to come home from this trip and me just like use him. (laughs) And so I called our like wedding coordinator at the hotel we got married at. And I, I just, I just flat out told her the entire story and I'm crying and she's crying. And I said, can you get me some kind of deal? You know, this weekend, I, I want to bring my husband just for one night. You know, I want to bring him right from the airport straight to the hotel. And I just like, I want to let loose. And so I packed up, she, she gave us an amazing deal. And she was like, I can't, she's like, I'm so excited for you guys. She's like, just come let loose. So what I did was I packed up an entire new bag of clothes for him and I put like a ton of like alcohol like in the car and I was like, we are just going to party and we're going to have fun. And he had no idea any of this. So I go pick him up from the airport and I like got on a different road because to go to our house and to go to the hotel are two separate roads. And he looks at me, he goes, where are we going? And I go, oh, we just got to make a stop. And he's like, no, really, where are we going? And he's getting mad because he was tired and hungry and sweaty and he was like pissed. He's like, tell me where we're going right this second. And I was like, fine. Like, way to ruin the surprise. I said, (laughs) we're actually going to the Marriott Beach Hotel. I said, we're going to go out for a beautiful dinner and we're going to stay there and we're going to have fun. And he was like, I have no clothes left. And I was like, they're in the trunk. (laughs) Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> so we went there, and lo and behold, guess who ovulated? <laughs> me. You crack me up. And I couldn't believe it. And so we had a great weekend. We partied. We drank. We relaxed at the pool. We went out for a beautiful dinner. We just, like, reconnected. You know how that feels, like – it's just beautiful just to like reconnect with your husband and, you know, just wipe the stress away as much as you can. And so then comes the two week wait and I tried to relax and the two weeks was okay. I was on a little on edge, but not terrible. And the weekend um, that I was, I was supposed to get my period on a Friday, like it was like May 3rd or something. And May 2nd, my husband was like, um, what's going on? He was like, we haven't talked about it. I'm like, I have no clue. And I'm afraid to test. Like, I didn't even want to test. He was like, well, we have this huge concert this weekend. There was a huge outdoor concert, a three-day concert that we had tickets to. He's like, you know you're going to want to, you know, have some drinks. And everyone's going to wonder why you're, like, what's going on? And I was like, I'm not doing it. I'm not testing. He's like, well, then you're just going to be upset all weekend? Or what do you, like, you know, just let's go. I'm hysterical crying on the couch even before we went upstairs to go test. I'm like, I can't do it. I was like, there's, my heart's racing. I'm like, I can't do it. He's like, I'll, I'll be there with you. So we go upstairs. I pee on the stick. I'm like, I can't look. I, I had to go in the other room. So I left him in the bathroom with the stick. We set the timer. I hear it beeping. And he comes back. And he goes, Lindsay. And he goes, I love you so much and I said it says no and he goes it says yes and I we both just fell to the floor and I was like 
uh, we were shaking and crying and laughing and it was just like it, I wish somebody could have got it on video because it was such a a beautiful moment that I would love to relive all the time. Um, so yeah, we were pregnant. I had um the doctor had me come in every forty eight hours, check my HCG levels. They were rising and rising. I went in for my six, my eight, my ten. I even stayed at the fertility doctor till 12 weeks and they don't even see babies that big at the doctors. And I was like, you are seeing me to the end of this. I don't care. And, um, you know, in the end we were able to get pregnant naturally. So we, um, it was, it was amazing. Um, I had a, I had a beautiful pregnancy. Um, I feel like again, God was like, you've been through some shit, girl. We're just going to, you know, let's just slide slide a little bit here. Um, I had a beautiful pregnancy. I looked, like, gorgeous. My hair, my nails, my skin. Like, I just was all belly, and I was, like, beaming with confidence. Um, Never got sick. Never got a pimple. Like, it was beautiful. Oh, I'm so jealous. I had acne and dandruff. (laughs) (laughs) I think I have that now. So it all comes around. Okay. (laughs) All right. And, um, so up until my, um, it actually got a little rocky at the end. So my 34 week appointment at the perinatologist, um, they didn't like what they saw. So we had a um, a very extensive scan on, on my daughter. Um, oh wait, I need to go backwards. I totally missed something. (laughs) Go for it. (laughs) Okay. So we, um, after seeing the fertility doctor, we got transferred to my OB and we did all the testing and everything came back clear. No down syndrome, no, you know, abnormalities, nothing. And we had a huge gender reveal party, which like I had always pictured having my entire life and with the poppers and the balloons and the cake and like the whole nine yards. And I, I, I've always wanted it. And I was like, this is a boy. I'm having a boy. I have no symptoms. I look beautiful. I'm having a boy. And um, so we did it. And pink pink and purple come flying out. And I don't know about anybody, but um, I had gender disappointment. And that's like a thing. Um, And I was like really sad. And I don't know why I always imagined having a boy. And then here I am like sad that I had lost the baby. Now I'm pregnant and like some people can't even get pregnant. And I'm like sad about having a girl. I'm like, like, what is wrong with me? And I was like beating myself up. And it was like the most bizarre feeling ever. And I was like, oh my God, aren't you so excited you're having a girl? And I'm like, I don't know. And um, it was real. It was like a real feeling, and I obviously had to, I I got over it because you know that there wasn't changing anything. Um, but yeah, that was also really tough for me because I I I, I was like some, you know, people are are having so much trouble getting pregnant, and here I am pregnant, and 
well, yeah. including so. yourself, you know, like you struggled. So it's like that had to have been a really weird mixture it was of emotion. It was a really weird emotion. Um, so, I mean, now I'm obsessed with my daughter. I think she's <laughs> the cutest freaking thing in the entire world. Um, and she looks nothing like me. She's all, all my husband. But um, so at my 34-week uh, scan, everything in between the beginning to the middle, great 34-week scan, measuring her, they're very concerned. And we're freaking out. We're like, what's going on? So Dylan's abdomen was measuring extremely small compared to the rest of her entire body. Excuse me. And the doctor said two things to us. Oh, three. Either one, she's tall and skinny. Two, she's not getting what she needs from my placenta and she's not growing. And three, she could potentially have Down syndrome. And we all just let my, we like lost it. We were like, what is going on here? Like we got tested. Everything came, came back fine. And this is and at 34 weeks, you said? 34 weeks. That's, and yeah, that's really far to be like getting news like that. And that, it was hard because my first baby had Down syndrome. So I was like, does, does she have Down syndrome? And I said, is it? Was it was too late to do the amniotic fluid test, and they didn't yeah. recommend it anyway. Um, and so they they literally did not know. And so for three weeks, they made me go to the doctor th- twice a week. She the baby had to be monitored for an hour each time, and they would not measure her until the third week. So from 34 to 37, I was a mess in a half. I, I, my brain, I was like, I just like, oh my God. It was just like one thing after the next. I'm like, what is going on here? So come 37 weeks, Dylan's abdomen did not grow enough. And they were like, she's got to come out. We don't know what's wrong. So... Okay, so they scheduled my C-section for Christmas Eve, and um, we went in, and um, it was pretty seamless C-section, and they took her out, and she, they say, she was fine. Everyone's clapping and crying, and she's fine, and she's, it's just like, perfect, and so they, they gave her to me for like a half an hour. And the next thing I know, they whisk her away. And I'm like, what's going on here? And they said that her blood sugar levels were so low that they weren't registering on their machines and she could have seizures. And I'm like, oh, my God. So Dylan was in the NICU for about six days. Um, they were able to regulate her blood sugar just through formula, which was fine. Um, the NICU is a whole other experience um, after having a C-section and, you know, being loopy and then seeing your baby, you know, with all these wires. It's just like, it's a whirlwind. Um, but she came home and she thrived in the NICU and she is thriving now and she is humongous and adorable and she does not sleep, so it is absolutely <laughs> amazing. And 
um, yeah, that is really like my, my story from start to finish, you know, a lot of heartache and a lot of happiness. And, um, you know, um, some people don't like to use the term like rainbow baby, I think. Um, I can't use it enough. I, I call her my rainbow. I love her. I think she is a rainbow. Um, she just is like sunshine and colorful, like all together. So, um, she's, yeah, she's, she's amazing. And, um, yeah. And, and that's it. And I have my rainbow baby and, it feels it feels good. It's tiring, but it feels good. You know, we we yeah. we both wished for this for so long, and you know, both you and I, we got pregnant around you know such a similar time, which which was absolutely amazing. Um, and now we both have our rainbows, so it's just Yay. it's it's really beautiful. Gotta love a happy ending, right? Yes, definitely. <laughs> love a happy ending. So cool. And congratulations. Thank you. Thank you so much for sharing your story. I know that there are going to be so many people who are going to be able to relate to you and kind of like the roller coaster that you went on. If you had one piece of advice for somebody listening, what would it be? Honestly, be your own advocate. Um, yeah. That is my biggest piece of advice. If you find that you're with a doctor that isn't giving you the best course of action, go to the next one because you are going to find a doctor who is going to figure out what is right for you. And even if you've been with that doctor for a very long time, I know it's it's hard to think about starting over with somebody new, but that somebody new might just have something different, you know, you, exactly. you don't know. And, um, and I, I, tr- we all Google everything, but just, just go into the doctor's appointment, just knowing what you're, what you are talking about, because just, you know, going off of what a doctor says, yes, you know, we all need doctors and yes, they have good advice, but they are only human. Correct. They're yeah. only human. That's exactly what I was going to say. They're only human. And I, I tell so many people, be your own advocate. Be your own advocate. 100% agree. I doctor hopped multiple times. Yep. And yes, it did suck starting over. It totally mm-hmm. did. Having to retell your story and them not be like fully involved in it. Because there's like that sense of you want them to be like involved in your your situation so that they really feel it and understand it. But each doctor has had different experiences throughout their practice and they learn different things throughout those experiences. And so it's important to see other people if you're not getting what you need from somebody because you might just get something different. So exactly. Thank you so much for jumping on no, and being thank you. vulnerable <laughs> and funny while sharing a very sad story. I appreciate that. I'm all about the positive energy. So I loved that. Thank you so much. Definitely. All right. We'll talk soon. Okay. Bye. Thank you so much for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, make sure you share it with a friend who could find it useful or share it on your Instagram stories. Tag myself, tag my guest so that we can personally thank you. This is a lamb fam, you guys. We're not in this alone. We're creating this ripple effect together.